Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Hello, welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show where we speak to people that have made a difference. We ask them how it gets done. I am so excited today because we are going to be speaking to Mr. Herman Mashaba. Mr. Mashaba is a politician and an entrepreneur. Mr. Mashaba, welcome to the show. Did you have a good day today? Yeah, quite busy. We're working around the clock to change the direction the country is taking. I think we need divine intervention to survive this onslaught at the moment. Mr. Mashaba, you need no introduction. You are a former mayor of the city of Johannesburg and an entrepreneur. In my own words, I'll also say you are a patriotic South African. However, for the benefit of our audience, can you please tell us who Mr. Mashaba is and what did you want to become? when you were 15 years old <laughs> an interesting question 15 in particular i think i figured out my life uh, quite very early stages of my life born um, 26 august uh, 1959 in a small village called haramut in amanskra lost my father when i was two years old i was bro- born and brought up in a childhood household would live from one house to the next uh, from time to time uh, the first time my uh, actually uh, ever uh, lived in a house uh, where I could not be kicked out uh, was uh, when I started Black Lives Matter in 1985, 1986. I bought my first house uh, in Haranku, uh, Unit 8. Yeah, that just gives you a sense of um, who this uh, Herman Mashaba is. Answering your question at the age of 15, you know, by then I'd uh, already uh, dedicated my life to education that really for me to to get my freedom, I must become a lawyer and correct the ills of our society. Unfortunately for me, first week of orientation, uh, realized that uh, as much as I managed to get a university entrance, but I'd failed Africans. And I ended up registering for B-admin, majoring in political science and, uh, and B-admin. You are renowned for being the founder of Black Like Me. What prompted you to get into politics? Have you always wanted to become a politician? Not uh, at all. When I was majoring in political science and public administration, my plan was to to study so that I can get an opportunity to be a lecturer outside South Africa because uh, I could not see myself living under the apartheid uh, regime. Unfortunately for me, during my second year of my studies, one day the university was surrounded by the army and we were given six hours to leave campus. That unfortunately became the end of my educational ambition because when we were called back after a month or so, I decided not to go back. I felt, you know what, going back there, I'm not going to really uh, achieve anything. The system will keep on abusing us. That's when I took a decision to go into business. That is so inspiring, a decision to go into business at 22 years old. And yeah, because I was uh, getting old at 22, that's when uh, you know, I realized uh, I did not want to really be like people in the community wasting their lives working for other people being exploited uh, for the rest of their lives. And I decided, no ways. Um, 
as much as the apartheid government said I couldn't go into business as a black man and I said I'm going to do it. Wow, laser focus. I mean, if you were so focused at such a young age. I'm hoping that so many of young South Africans can draw inspiration from that because to start a business at, at 22, that is amazing. I also would like to ask you, you started a business when most people of color were marginalized. I want to ask you what were the challenges then that you experienced and how do you compare those challenges to today when we have a democratic South Africa? Look, at any point in time in human history, there'll be challenges. Uh, we had major challenges. Um, when I started business, I still had to carry a passbook, being restricted uh, from traveling uh, anywhere in the country I wanted to. And I look at uh, now the new South Africa, more especially for black South Africans in particular. And unfortunately, the current government has really destroyed um, black entrepreneurship because they brought in a patronage network in all spheres of our lives because if you're not part of the ANC patronage network uh, your chances of survival are very slim yeah listening to you Mr. Mashaba I think what you are also saying is that business should be based on talent and skill and less based on political connections. I think that is the spirit that we need. So I'm also well, once interested. You, yeah, once you can bring uh, the politics into business, you destroy the country. Look at us right now as black South Africans. Uh, we go in any township, any village, who owns the shops? Uh, Pakistanis, Bangladesh, uh, Somalis, uh, Nigerians, and everybody else except South Africans. Then you ask yourself, what has happened to us? These are the businesses which we used to run ourselves uh, during the dark days of our party when the, the party government did not want us to operate uh, these businesses. I have to ask you this question. For the many men and women that have nothing in their lives, that have no means of making an income and are unemployed, Mr. Mashaba, if you had nothing and you had to start from scratch, what would you do in order to become successful? At the moment, uh, you know, if, if I look back at uh, the apartheid days and I look at uh, the 26th of ANC government, I think uh, a, a black person uh, who's poor, uh, their chances of coming out of uh, that situation uh, are very slim. You know, we've got so many odds against us to, to make it if you are poor. So that is why I'm really committed. I decided, you know what, I'm not prepared to live this privileged life and and, and allow the, the, my fellow black South Africans being destroyed by their own black government. The current, current government, when you are poor, I can tell you they're going to make you to remain poor. They would not really make the chances for you to really succeed. Can I ask you what sort of characteristics are important for becoming an entrepreneur? What makes a business person successful? To be honest with you, Philip, and we need to be honest with one another. Uh, for as long as we've got uh, this Trapatat Alliance of uh, COSATU, because COSATU uh, and, and, and our government has been responsible for this high unemployment and destruction of businesses, particularly SMMEs, uh, and allowed uh, foreign nationals undocumented to come and open businesses in our communities and not employ our people, not pay taxes. And 
and bring in counterfeit goods illegally in our country. How do you then tell Herman in, in a Manskral or in Soweto to start business and compete with criminal syndicates? Honestly, it's, it's unfair. If uh, Black South Africans we want to succeed, we need to remove the Strapadad Alliance uh, out of our way. Because for as long as we've got them on, I can tell you they will close you down before you even start. I hear you, Mr. Mashaba, and uh, it does sound like a very sad story. I find you inspiring, though, when I look into your life. You embody success in many ways, having started uh, where you were, and even the the way in which you are patriotic about the country and you are passionate for the ordinary men and women on the street, very inspiring. I'd like to ask you, because success means different things to different people, um, what does success really mean to you? Well, uh, you know, success to me uh, is to really be able to, uh, to support your own family, yourself and your family first. That's very important. That's how human beings uh, are created by God. Uh, so that you not become a liability to society. Yeah. So someone who's independent, uh, for me, is, is success. It's not about my bank balance. It's not about the, the house I live in. But at the same time, for you to be successful, your neighbor has to be successful as well. Because uh, how can I actually celebrate my success when my neighbor is poor? My first responsibility is to, to help myself and my family. And obviously with uh, extra resources, then that's when I can be expected to go and help the broader society. Those are things for me that I'm saying to myself, you know, can I really celebrate my success in the sea of poverty? It, it, it makes one feel, actually feel guilty. That's why I felt, no, we've got to really correct the situation because I can't blame myself for my success. I've, I've got to really look at the, what actually making it difficult for other people to succeed. And I really realize it is the government that is responsible for this. And that's why I'm working towards making sure that we can remove this government from power and putting people who obviously uh, care about public service, ethical leadership, that's what we need in this country. So, Mr. Mashawa, um, when I look at you, in many ways, you are a leader. And I do feel that the, the country does need leadership. And there are many people that are aspiring to be great leaders so that they can make a difference in their own lives and the lives of the people around them, which is what you are trying to do. I'd like to then ask you, um, from your own point of view, what are the characteristics of a good leader? What makes a great leader? And what should people do if they want to become good leaders in business and in their personal lives? You need to really have uh, that conscience of uh, being able to distinguish between right and wrong. You've got to be decisive. Uh, you, you, you've got to protect your reputation uh, and credibility, uh, you know, because uh, if you're a human being without having a conscience, uh, unfortunately, you, you know, for me, you're not a, a, a human being. Success uh, for me would really require someone who cares about uh, yourself first, because I think for me, if a person cares and you love yourself, you become an asset to society because for me, why I believe I'm who I am because I love myself first. 
before I can love the next person. You've got to have the self-esteem and believe in yourself. And um, uh, you'll see people who are not successful in life, people who get involved in, uh, in crime and so forth, are people who don't believe in themselves. But obviously they project um, an impression out there that uh, they care about the next person. And, uh, and uh, we talk about Ubuntu which is very important, but Ubuntu has got to start with you uh, and have the self-belief in, in yourself. Because once you believe in yourself, nothing will, will, will stop you. And, uh, and, uh, and you, you become a safe member of society because uh, you not really want to, uh, to hate the next person because you know you're going to get into trouble. Are there any yeah. leaders in the world, Mr. Mashaba, that you, you look up to as, as good and, and, and very exemplary in their behavior? I've actually been fortunate uh, in the 60 years of my life that uh, from time to time I look up to other people. But obviously, if they disappoint me, um, it's okay. I, I, I'm not one uh, to say this is my role model and I'm being disappointed by my role models. Uh, no, no, not a chance. I believe, like I mean, Nelson Mandela has been uh, has been a great leader for me from the, the time I woke up to this world. I've been told that there's a great leader called Mandela in prison, and when he came out, as far as I'm concerned, never really disappointed me. But then you go international. Uh, there's a, a small place called uh, Singapore. You must go to Singapore and learn about uh, that country. An outstanding leader called Lee Kuan Yew who in 1964, when they had their independence, they went through exactly the, the, the kind of history that uh, we in Africa went through. And look at what that, uh, that man did, uh, that country. Today, uh, Singapore, it's, uh, it's one of the richest, uh, safest countries uh, in, in, in the world. But uh, we, we have our own Lee Kuan Yew in, in Africa. Go to Rwanda, Paul Gigamia. I've got such high respect for him. We, we need more Paul Kagames in Africa. So th those are people I, I look up to. So the Richard Maponias of this world, the, the Walter Dubes, uh, the Raymond Ackermans, uh, you know. So in, in this country in particular, I think you've really had uh, really outstanding entrepreneurs, uh, black and white uh, Indians uh, who've really created uh, this country, which unfortunately, um, look at that city of Johannesburg, just uh, 26 years ago was, was was one of the most modern cities in the world. In just 26 years, we've turned it into a slum. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Mashawa, uh, how would you like to be remembered in the next 50 years? <laughs> I don't know. I think... <laughs> Look, in 50 years' time, uh, fortunate enough, I'll be long dead. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, so I think um, to, to, to my grandchildren will have pictures of me and so forth because um, uh, I'm going to be cremated. So you're not going to, there's not going to be, there's not going to be a, a, a gravesite where you can see me. I don't see the reason because uh, uh, the, with, with the latest uh, the technology, there's so much material. If any of my uh, the future generations wants to have a look at me, I'm writing books uh, and so forth. So I don't need to really be buried. Uh, people steal uh, my tombstone and so forth. And so in my will, um, I'm going to be cremated and uh, my ashes 
thrown uh, in, uh, in the in the Kruger <laughs> National Park. And anyone wanting to read about me, uh, there's lots of books been written and more still to come the next few years that are going to be capturing this uh, life uh, that has been really full of uh, turbulences, but exciting life. I've really had a, a good life. Even when uh, I had no food uh, in my upbringing, I look at it in reflection. Uh, I enjoyed music. I love music. I love R&B. I love jazz, uh, you know. So music for me, it's, it's, uh, it's what has made me. Uh, I, can't, I can't survive without listening to good music, jazz and R&B, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to take this question further, would you like to be remembered more as an entrepreneur or more as, as the politician that tried to make South Africa better? If you had to choose one, which one would it be? Look, let, let me tell you something, Philip. If, you know, for me, um, the sooner we can take uh, the ANC out of power in 2024, I, I cannot really see my role out uh, edge that uh, other people take over um, to a political office. I really like uh, the business world. I think it's, it's a fantastic place, place to be. I like uh, and I enjoy being in a space where you make money, uh, you know. And not just for the sake of making money, because you have fun. Making money is, is fun, and wow. and you make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's really fun. You work for it. Uh, you you convince someone to buy your product, and uh, you look at it end of the month, end of the year. You've made money, and uh, and so forth. I like that uh, you get an opportunity to travel. Where does the political office? It's, it's, it's full of snakes. It's not a, a space where you enjoy. Do not take over public office to, to have fun. It's not a place to have fun. And I'm not here to make friends with anyone. Like, uh, that's why when I took over the, the mayor, the city of Joburg, uh, I made it very clear to everyone. Even now, I want people to know I'm not in this job to make friends. I'm in this job uh, to, to make a difference uh, to my country so that one day Africa can also be a continent or, or me as a black person, I must be respected, not to demand respect. It must be respect on the basis of our achievement because the only time people are going to, to respect us is not uh, us forcing us to, to respect us. People are going to respect us when we can produce uh, black entrepreneurs successful ones when we can have uh, black engineers um, we can have uh, physicists we can have mathematicians uh, we, we can have uh, pilots uh, we can have um, the best teachers in the world uh, and so forth that's a day when people are going to respect us before that forget about it we, we can uh, do it do as much as we want as long as uh, we, we we don't produce the best uh, uh, potential of our people. We are not going to be respected. Uh, we, you, you, you can't force people to respect you, but uh, uh, when you don't do the right things. If you want respect, um, we will only gain the respect, genuine respect, when, uh, as I says, uh, we can start producing black excellence. And, and we do have uh, the brain power to do that. We just, need, we just need a political environment that can un unleash this potential and allow it uh, to flourish. And now, here is a pearl of wisdom from our guest today. Well, I can only say to us, uh, particularly as, as a black race, let us, um, let us be individuals. Let us believe in ourselves. Um, 
because um, we are as best as anybody else. Um, don't allow anyone to pull you down. Uh, this is uh, pull you down syndrome. Please don't let the next person pull you down. Believe in yourselves. Uh, listen to other people. Judge them based on what they do than what they say. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Mr. Mashaba, thank you for joining us. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great, uh, great opportunity. And all of the best uh, with your new initiative and venture and really wish you success. Thank you for joining us. To consult, reach us or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.